0: Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where the hell are we, Baron? We are at a cabin in Not The Woods. Cabin in Not The Woods. Yep. Taking a little sabbatical, both doing Mm. some writing or trying to, and we just thought that it might be high time that we did a homework episode.
1: Homework.
0: It's the the only time in my life that I've been looking forward to homework.
1: We had to look... Yeah, I know, right? We had to look up when we last did a homework episode because I knew it had happened at some point but could not remember when. Episode 7 was our one and only previous homework episode.
0: And I remember that. It was a rollicking good ride. (laughs) Uh, But this is one I think that's been a long time coming. Yes. So I'm going to cut to it. The film we're talking about today is Old Boy. Not Spike Jonze's Old Boy that I've seen before, but the original Old, Old Boy by director Park Chan-wook. Park Chan-wook. It's not even Spike Lee's. Old oh boy! Did I say Spike? Ju- did I say <laughs> yeah. Spike Jones? You said for Spike John's. <laughs> so who, who's is it? Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Oh jeez. Did I? I think the last time we did a Spike episode, I did the same thing. Maybe, but ho- however, I. You
1: know what? I'm going to let that totally slide because <laughs> I think the fact that Spike Lee made a remake of Old Boy mm. is a travesty. Hmm. I'm controversy from the start. I know travesty. I have nothing but respect for Spike Lee. Yep but that film should never be touched by another director. This is a Park Chan-wook film. There's <laughs> one and only one old boy, and that's all that... The other Anything else is dead to me.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but I did watch Spike's um, version first. Yep. Just because I couldn't find Park Chan-wook's version anywhere. It's I looked, nowhere. I looked everywhere. And it's I, still nowhere and to I, be I, found. I think it was... This was the original Homework episode. Mm-hmm. And... I could only find Spike Lee's version. Yeah. And I really liked it, I have to say. There you go. So like I I know what you mean as a purist, Mm -hmm. but having what's his name? Who's the guy? That the guy in um Uh, Spike um, Spike Lee's version. Stop it. Oh, he was in (laughs) he was in another one recently. (laughs) He was in in, He's such a physical presence of a man. Yeah. So some of the fight scenes were I can't live with not being able to remember his name.
1: Um, but yes, most recently I think we talked about him in Blade Runner 49, 2049.
0: Yeah. we? Yep. Have we talked about Blade Runner?
1: Yeah, we talked about Blade Runner.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I don't Episode remember. Episode something or other, Blade Runner. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're gonna have dif- differences of opinion a little bit on the remake, but let's go straight into the original. Firstly for you, Why do you love it so much? Because I know you are very precious about this film. Um, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, of course.
1: Um, I saw... When did I see this film? I'm trying to remember when. It came out in 2003, I believe. But uh, I saw it some years later and I was immediately taken with just how... Damn creative Mm. Park Chan Wook is, Mm. and how every element of this film is just a masterclass in how to bring the unexpected to storytelling. Absolutely, and how to give people a ride that doesn't let up and has you guessing the whole way from beginning to end. Um, And it's just beautiful. I, I I just love.
0: I actually for that reason alone. Yeah. I, I love everything about it. Yeah, it's like surprise and delighting you all through, like with you don't know what to expect with the not not just the plot, but the tone, the character motivations, the the where the relationships are gonna go. Like everything it's as though he he does five minutes of it and then just changes direction and just does another film.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think recently we talked about something similar to that with everything everywhere all at once. Mm. That sense of, you know, every few minutes you're getting, you're going off in a hot, totally new direction. Yeah, yeah. This this does that as well. And and the thing, I, the thing I like about it is that it's like you can. There's just nothing lazy in there whatsoever. <laughs> you know, and and there's the, you can watch it and think at times it looks a little bit like a student film or yeah. a, a very very low budget film. Just the way it's shot, like there's certain sequences in there that are that. A little bit like you think that's mm. not beautifully shot however he's put everything into his angles his yeah. uh, how it's edited together um what the music's doing what the characters are doing and it's it never it never feels amateurish even though you can tell there wasn't a load of money to make this film
0: yeah it's weird isn't it mm. i want to pinpoint dive in straight Great. into one scene yep and that's that fight scene uh, the hallway scene with the hammer? The hallway scene with the hammer. So mm. I knew that you had thought that was quite a pivotal scene somehow. You must have told me.
1: That scene just burns its way into your mind when you've seen it, I think.
0: It, it does. But yeah. I, having seen the, uh, the other version of that scene, yeah. I actually thought that scene was really well done in that. So it, it, that had me with Josh Brolin just... It yeah. was really choreographed and yeah. quite um, professional. Yeah, and and got got you where it hurts. Yeah, and I was expecting next level with with that hallway scene with Park Chan Wook because it's yeah. the original. And what I got, I think, was next level, but it wasn't what I I expected because mm. it wasn't polished. It was almost l- lame in some respects. Like it looked like a like a lot of the film looked like a theater production. It looked like it was on the stage. Uh, and you know, you could see them waiting, waiting for their cues and, and stuff like that. And yet it also seemed really real. Yes. And I, I just struggled in a good way with the tone of the whole movie, but that, that bit and, and that just made me love it more, I think.
1: Yeah. There, there have been any number of, of ripoffs of that scene yeah. since it, since that was shot and, and put out there in the world. Cause I think. Every filmmaker looked at it and felt jealous straight away. Uh, because why? Why because cause,
0: cause I, I did love it. Yeah. But I can't work out why I would love it, given that it does have some amateur sort of quality to it as well. See, I, I disagree. I
1: think that film is polished. That sorry, that scene is polished as hell. Like I think yeah. I think everything in there that feels real feels real because if you were to be in a fight, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. you would
1: have to take breaks in reality. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you couldn't wail on someone nonstop, particularly if you're not like a trained fighter and not need to just take a few, you know, a few moments here and there to catch your breath. And, and then also it's a single shot. It, it just keeps tracking back and forth. Um, and you, you just get this sense that there's no cuts it's yeah. you know it's being choreographed enough for them to be able to do the whole thing, and those punches feel like they're connecting. They they, do. they feel real.
0: They do, and it's a hammer. And it's a
1: hammer. What it's a so, weapon! See, that's the thing about Park, right? Is yeah. that he comes up with these these iconic little things that are unexpected mm. and stick in your brain because it's almost like as a director, he's going with every element of the story. What is the thing that I can do here? That is more iconic, more unusual, yeah. will kind of dig its way into your brain because it's it's a detail that you wouldn't have thought of. And when you do think of it, you can't unthink it anymore. Yeah. And that's 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 what he does, like on so many things throughout the film and and his other films.
0: And his his execution of that was so beautiful because you know, I knew that the hammer was a thing. Yeah. And I knew because I'd seen the other one that he was about to go and on the journey to use the hammer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But then to see this for the first time and see the casual way that he's just looking around in drawers for something to take and stumbles upon the hammer. Yes. And how natural that was. And yet it probably was in the director's mind that that would be iconic. Mm -hmm. And yet the way this icon is being found is just mid conversation, you know, just in, in the bottom of some drawer. I know. Great, really clever. Quick, quick reminds me of even though mm. is that really what we're doing with this? I don't we, know. We no, can't. we're not. But I think let's just litter them through if we feel feel like it.
1: Uh, Pulp Fiction, you know, oh, yeah. when you've got when you've got that iconic scene where Bruce Willis is choosing his weapon <laughs> to go in and get his vengeance, and he picks up one weapon at a time, sort of tries it out for weight, and yeah. and thinks, "Nah, I can do better." And <laughs> makes his way through the list. Uh, so that, yeah, the the hammer
0: reminds me of that. Aren't weapons cool <laughs> in yeah. the way that, like, we've just seen Thor yeah. and how important Thor's hammer and then the jealous other weapon was. Yeah, And I'm immediately reminded of, like, The Walking Dead when you've got every character, you know, with their specific weapon, be it the crossbow or, you mm. know, baseball bat or whatever, whatever people they love it. yeah, People a, love it. Yeah, people love it. It becomes a character um, in itself.
1: Yes, and the weapon that a person chooses is Part of their character. Yes, it is. What they choose says a lot about them. Yeah,
0: a hammer is
1: a nasty, nasty thing to choose to go into battle with. Yeah, it's just blunt force. It's messy. It's gonna be gross, and it's for someone to pick that up as their choice. Yeah, it gives you a says a lot about who they are.
0: Yeah, this was a violent film, like, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Park Chan Book does not shy away from violence or sex or incest. Or anything that you maybe someone uh, might turn their eyes away from or yeah. feel like is a bit too much for them. He's actually diving right into that.
0: I think he dives right into the sex business. I think he quite likes it. The sex business. Yeah, I think he gets a, <laughs> gets a, kick, out of, gets a kick out of filming those scenes.
1: He does. And look, because we've decided to keep this episode fairly short, mm-hmm. where like once, like we said, at, at our writing retreat, we don't want to, you know, spend too long doing this. Yes. Um, let's... Start do spoiler alerts right now, and talk about sex and incest in particular in this film.
0: Yeah, so I think this is a a warning. Firstly, if you haven't seen the film, stop now. And secondly, (laughs) if you're not keen on those topics, perhaps this this podcast is not for you today.
1: And this film is definitely not for you.
0: Yeah, it's not for everyone. (laughs) Last week we talked, last week, last episode, whenever that was, two episodes ago, yeah. we talked about men and that's not for everyone. This is definitely not for everyone.
1: No. And yet I feel like everyone should see it. Yeah. Agree. And decide if it's for them afterwards. Mm. But we're about to spoil it. If you do. So if you haven't seen it, turn it off, go see it, come back, press play.
0: Okay. I've got things to say about how that plays out, the the bombshell, but like what, what do you want to say about the Okay, the, the thing, that, that that part of the film.
1: Talking about things as a young filmmaker that burn, mm. their, burn into your mind forever. Mm. We talked about the hammer scene.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, also, eating the live octopus <laughs> yeah. probably burnt its way into my brain. Um, the next thing that's just obvious about this film is the incest stuff. Mm. Uh, and it's the great twist at the end of the film mm. where... You have basically what's started off as a mystery, find out what who's behind this thing mm. that's happened to our main character, who's been, you know, put in prison for so many years,
0: 15 years, I think it was. 15. Not even prison, just in a just room without knowing why. Correct. Yeah. Basically
1: a, a hotel room prison. Yeah. Um, we haven't which,
0: introduced the, the movie, have we? But that's okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he's a bit of a douchebag. This guy, horrible to his wife and daughter, in trouble with the law. Someone kidnaps him, puts him in a hotel prison room for 15 years, 11 of which he just spends going crazy. And (laughs) the last four he spends becoming awesome at boxing, I guess. Everything. And, and, you know, and decided, has decided he's going to seek his revenge on whoever put him away for 15 years, right? So he gets out. He starts this big mystery thing where he goes on a search, where he meets a young woman. They go together to find out who this person is that's put him away for 15 years. Um, Big reveal is, when he finally tracks him down, that the young woman who he's caught up with is actually, actually his daughter, who he's been having sex with this whole time. And Mm. the whole thing was set up because uh, our main character outed this dude who's who's getting
0: revenge on him who also had an incest type of
1: an incest relationship with his sister right Mm. all of that is great personally i thought it was great i've never seen anything in a film like it before i saw this film Um, i'm sure there's been other things other films that have been made but this was fresh for me when i first saw it and i couldn't believe that a filmmaker would go there and i loved that a filmmaker went there but the clincher is the very, very ending. Oh, wow. Yes. Which is where our main character decides to have his memory erased so that he can continue having a relationship with his daughter. That little tiny end scene, so important. <laughs> that's,
0: that is so important. <laughs> it it's so, so important that I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> but it, yeah. that's the... That's the point that he's making isn't it which is awful yes it's an awful point that that's a a worse indictment on men than the men film is it it also
1: made me realize as a filmmaker that you can make a film about an entirely unlikable character Mm. and still root for them yeah and then have that come out at the very end be incredibly uncomfortable
0: but kind of understand it because of who the character is. Of who the character is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's true. Yeah. The thing I loved most about that re- the reveal, not the the last one, but mm-hmm. the original reveal, was the execution of it. So it wasn't a surprise to me because I'd seen the other one and I knew what was coming. But the photo album. Yeah. Where you know it shows firstly him and his wife with the daughter, and then gradually mm. see her growing up. It's that is a the most horrific moment in a film I've ever seen. Cause it just, yeah it really, you're, you're living it with him and you're sort of not, you know, trying to understand, you imagining him trying to understand it and work it out and then having the horror of it hit him in the face.
1: The whole time I, I was watching the film, cause I've seen this film a number of times, we were seeing it in the cinema, 4k restoration. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this lead up going, wow, there's so many clues throughout this film. Mm. I wonder if anyone's ever just guessed <laughs> yeah. that this is the daughter. Yeah. However, I don't know. I don't think that would be common. This, it's just so brilliantly put together. Yeah. And then that photo, like that photo album comes out, it's the perfect reveal. Yeah. Because you you get it halfway through the photos, you understand what's going on, but then it just keeps going and you got to see him realize what's happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, and then you realize the genius of of Park Chan-wook of of like laying on what will become guilt later for him mm. so if you cut back to the earlier sex scene which they play out in such like long-winded detail and there's all mm. this and there's all this stuff that his daughter is saying to him about how she wants to please him. Oh, and yeah, then, of course, awful. that comes back at the end and you're just like, oh, that's so
0: nasty. Yeah, then and, and he plays it. My goodness, what, what a twist. Yeah, The the button that is meant to kill the <laughs> the guy that's tormenting him yeah. instead turns on the bloody tape to play it's the beautiful. audio of, of the sex scene. It, it's too much to handle. I, I think I need another drink.
1: Yeah, that ending of the film just layers on the tragedy. Boom, mm. boom, boom. Like it doesn't stop. It's just one thing after the other. And he can't he cannot win. He is mm. so thoroughly defeated. Even though the villain tops himself, mm. he's won. The villain's won. Through and through.
0: Why did he why did he do things like cut off his tongue and and bark like a dog and all that sort of stuff? I, like I get it that mm. this is a time when he's basically to ask begging his tormentor, yeah, to just you know, don't show um, yeah. my daughter this, you know, uh, spare <laughs> her, I'll do anything, yeah. But he seems to just give away too much, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I-, I wondered if he was hypnotized or something, but I put
1: that down personally because I thought about that myself to a Koreanism. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a there's, a, there's a couple things in the film yeah. that, that, that make you go, oh, that's odd. Mm. Like what, that's a bit over the top. But if you watch a, if you watch a bit of Korean cinema, those things are common. Yeah. And I've just come to put them down to a cultural difference, you know. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think you would, it would feel right in a Western yeah. um, situation for a man to throw himself down like that. It would feel odd know yeah. but maybe it wouldn't be in act- in actuality in that situation but I think within that Korean kind of society that's probably less odd.
0: yeah mm. well it was odd but it, to us at least but it was still true to the tone of not knowing what's going to happen next so I forgave it yes for for that reason and enjoyed it for that reason
1: Yes and in defense of it too um, just in terms of the way it was executed, I love the way he throws himself on the floor, says, I'll be your dog. I'll lick your shoes. I'll do whatever you need. Mm. And then two seconds later, he's like, <laughs> I'll eat you from head <laughs> no. to toe and there'll be nothing left. And then he's straight back again to, I'm your dog. I'm going to, you know, like he flip-flops so much and it's actually quite beautiful.
0: Yeah. And we still <laughs> we still don't know whether we love him or hate him, do we? Really?
1: No, but he's he is. he. I think it's so well established at the start that uh, that deep down he's just a piece of crap really yeah, just yeah. a selfish horrible human being yeah um but <laughs> the beautiful thing about that is that selfish horrible human beings can be involved in tragedy in tragedies and you can root
0: for them in the end yeah. <laughs> it's crazy anything else we want to say let's let's wrap it up quickly but do you have any other really critical points that you wanted to make that you've been sitting on all this time
1: uh there was one critical thing that i really noticed watching this again is that part of parts of the score i really don't like a lot Ah, <laughs> yeah um there's parts of the score that feel really really dated and off to me but <laughs> then other parts of it are more like like classical music and they feel correct yes to be in there now like they, they haven't aged at all um there's just some that is almost like soap opera music in there you know like it's it's just an odd Mm. odd choice um maybe in 2003 it felt totally fine you know but to me it it doesn't quite feel right yeah Um, and like i said there's a few segments uh where the footage looks a bit amateurish that's been captured it's not well lit it's not it, it looks it looks almost digital or like there's something kind of low rent about it yep but then other sections of it are beautiful, so there's just a little inconsistency throughout the film. Again, totally forgave that. What I will mention: one of the sections which I didn't love the look of was the the when we, we flash back to the school and and mm. um, uh, Day is there, our hero, looking at himself as a young man uh, running around the school, and that that really reminded me of Vertigo. You know, when at the end of Vertigo. Um oh, who's the actor in Vertigo again?
0: Anyway, is it James Stewart?
1: James Stewart. He 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 goes he goes to the to the um it was a convent. The, yeah, yeah, end, yeah. And and he's sort of retracing the steps yes. and he's following yeah, yeah, you think... know, he's following um the lady going up all the stairs yeah, and I he remember. keeps seeing it from different angles and in the background suddenly she's running that way and you you get that there's that whole segment is in is in this film, yep. in that
0: sequence. And so you didn't like that very much? Or I, I, thought liked, it, I thought it was okay. Again,
1: I liked the way it was edited and yeah. I liked what he was trying to do there. I just didn't like the way it was shot very much. I just yeah. don't think it looks as good as the rest of the film. It
0: looked well. It looked a bit different to the rest of the film. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have any problem with it, but it it looked different, but I forgave that for it really going into another space and time. And that could have been what it was about. Yeah. Um, we, we, you mentioned the the, the music. Uh, I didn't notice all the melodramatic soap mm. opera stuff, but I did notice towards the end of the film the use of the the classical sort of operatic. It made it feel like an, great, wasn't it? Like an opera, and it yeah. made the whole thing feel like a kind of mythologized it or made it like a a fable yeah. or something. It gave it real gravity. Yes, yes. like a, a Shakespearean kind of tale Mm, i like that
1: Mm. Um, and and it is a it is a tragedy so yes that's
0: yeah that's i guess that's the connection it's 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 a good it's a good connection totally uh other literary allusions would be uh to kafka's metamorphosis in the train with just a bug sitting there yeah i have no idea what how that related to any part of the film (laughs) But yeah. it was a bug sitting on a train. It was interesting, and I think that's that's a clear Kafka yep. nod. Yeah, um, I'll have to watch it again to see if that goes any any deeper. I'll have to read some more Kafka <laughs> to understand it fully. <laughs> uh, what what else? Favorite favorite quotes? I've got one. Oh, please tell I've got me. Got a favorite quote, please? When he's just released from his um his prison. And then he's gonna fight people for the first time. And he says, ten years of imaginary imaginary training, is it of any use? Uh, it is. It is. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's beautiful,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so exciting to watch that happen as well. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, no, I haven't got any uh, I haven't got any quotes. Other than I can say that the the dialogue throughout the film is, is unexpected always. Yeah. It's great. No, I have no issues with any of it. It's all beautiful. No,
0: it's ludicrous and beautiful and dangerous and horrific and disgusting yes. and brilliant. Yes.
1: And interestingly, um, we watched some commentary mm. from uh, Park Chan-wook and people were saying, they were questioning the incest stuff, sort of like, you know, why would you make it that way? And, and his response was that... <laughs> His, his response was that, you know, whatever the character in the film thinks doesn't reflect on what yeah. the director thinks. <laughs> it's a character. Yeah. And the story is sick and twisted and that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I love you that know? response. Go I, with I, it. I actually happen to think that he is a little sick t- and twisted. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. Because this is the character we're talking about. And it's so, so much fun to put characters into situations that we don't you know that might disgust us or or you know scare us or whatever but yes that's it's interesting to watch
1: he's definitely fascinated mm-hmm. by the darker side of yeah. sex and and things that people don't want to talk about yeah because if you watch Hat the handmaiden mm-hmm. it, it's throughout that as well um and I have seen all of his older works. Uh, I don't remember it being as much of a theme, but I'd have to rewatch them to sort of comment on that. Yeah. Decision to Leave is coming out soon. We're going to see it at MIF.
0: Well, is that a good segue yes. into the fact that for the third year running, we will be attending MIF? Mm-hmm. Don't know. If we're going to see one movie or one hundred and one yet, <laughs> or no, we'll see a few. But yeah, how we'll many episodes we do, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to new Park Chan Wook. Yeah. That's gonna be great. Well, there's not not just that, there's new Ruben Osland. Yes. Um, who else is there? I'm sure there's others. Um we did an episode
1: uh with Klein Cl- Clane... Yeah I can always get his yeah. name um, wrong. What's the film? Clay Crawford? Clain Crawford. He's there, there's a new film starring him, same director. I can't remember the director. Well, I name. think
0: he directed the last one as well. Did he? Okay. Uh, he was at least involved, but that was I think I was more a fan of that than you were, but that Correct. was one of my top picks yeah. for that myth. So I'm looking yep. forward to that. We'll do that again. Yep. Um, there's some others. There's there, some good stuff in there. There is. Well, let's let's leave it at that. Yep. Wrap it up. We're under 30 minutes for the first time in in like a, a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll see you at MIF, Baron. Yep. See you there, Doc. Da, awesome, da, da, man. Da, da, da. <laughs> Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah.